0: The tempter comes second to attack your emotions, but the opposition, huh? But, but the opposition, but the opposition comes to affect your receiving because sometimes the opposition, opposition feels like, like when I put the glass down, it's like coming upon you, but deep down, you know, it doesn't really bother you. You know, you know. You know what I mean? And so that's where once I've gotten used to that, sometimes we can be in the opposition and think it's the adversary and totally mess ourselves up. We can be in that opposition and we can start, you know, you can't connect with it. But when you know, you know, there is a faith that takes over. And you know what? That faith gets built up in God's presence. You know, we talked about the, um, we talk about the gifts, but the gifts of the father, one of them is faith and it is a faith when we worship God and we get into that third level you've got faith is a spirit of a, is a is a gift of the holy spirit but when you've get the fathers that faith from being in the presence man you could be in the most worldly situation and it's not going to bother you it's not going to bother you because it's already been called forth so you just have to stand and what believe okay because we the just live by Faith. And it's impossible to please God without faith. And so it's amazing how that kind of faith though has to get built up. You get a measure to start. Then in his presence, he builds that. He builds that. And there is nothing that you cannot overcome. So praise God. Did everybody have a good day? Okay, good. Good, good, good. Well, let's just pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you with all our heart, our soul, our body, and our strength. Lord, I thank you for for being in our lives and showing us the way. And Father, we just love you and glorify and exalt your name. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in to help us and open up our eyes and ears so we can hear this message about vision. Because it's so important for us to be able to see your vision from your heart, Lord. So we ask you to open up these vessels. We sacrifice our bodies unto you so that we can learn to yield and grow in what you want to teach us about vision today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Vision is so important because there is always going to be a tarrying for a vision. There's always going to be a tarrying. How many people just want to get it? Right? We all just want to get it. I love that. Please put up Abaka chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. When we talk about vision, every time we open up, we need to talk about these two, these scriptures, because these scriptures are so important to understand how God breaks down. Today, we're going to talk about the different types of visions that God wants to break down in us. But it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Now, we've learned that. We do that. Look at this. All these right here are visions that were actually put and placed on a what? On a tablet. I mean, think about that. Isn't this cute? It looks like it's a big tablet. Okay? A vision is something God chose you to help advance the body of Christ. And so he said, "Make it plain on the tablet that he may run who reads it." Man, let me tell you, I love watching people come in here and look at this vision. They, it's like boom, something connects. Come on, doesn't it? Raise your hand. This is the one. This is the. This is the. It's all in this. But when people see this, and you, I don't even have to teach this; it teaches itself. Yeah. It really teaches itself. It truly was a vision that was pr- put, placed on a tablet, the very first vision that Jean received um, for this ministry. And but it's for an appointed time. I mean, that's the most amazing thing. It comes to us at the right time to help us to understand the right move. All right? For the vision is yet for a appointed time, but at the end, it will speak. It will speak. You don't speak. The vision will speak because it what? It will not lie. All right. So when you, when people see this vision, I love you watch it marinating on somebody. Do you know what I mean? And you want to still pump the gas in the tank? You know, you want to be feeding what's going on with that, but it already speaks for itself. That's how you know it's a true vision from God. It's really going to speak for itself when it's time for it to be revealed. But in the end, it will speak and it will not lie. It doesn't lie though it tarries wait for it what does it mean to tarry tarry means that there is a time we actually have to really just wait when i say the word marinade that's tarrying sometimes tarrying isn't jumping up and down and you know just working at it harder and pressing in tarrying is, is sometimes the patience of quiet sometimes tarrying is a stillness tarrying is tarrying is a time of a span of time where you're just you're just allowing God to do what he needs to do in that time. So when you tarry for it, that means you're not willing. Oh, I love this. You're not willing to strive for it. You're willing to believe it. You're willing to do whatever it speaks to you, but you're not willing to go ahead of it because I'm going to tell you that strive is a base word of strife. If you go ahead and you strive beyond what God is showing you, you're going to hit into what? Strife. The Lord told me that the other day. And then Mamie had this great verse last night when she was teaching, reminding us to be careful about not, don't over strive to get where you need to be. God already has everything laid out. You just have to grow up in, in him, man. You can't take a kindergartner. You can't take him to college and graduate. Can you turn that down just a little bit? There is a time. Tarrying has to do with a set time so a season can manifest. All right. So I love that word tarry because in the tarry, you have to do what? Wait. There's always waiting in the tarry because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That means when it's time for that to come, you don't have to wait anymore. So when I came into this ministry, I'm gonna use me as an example. When I came into this ministry, I came in here and the Lord wanted to build something in me as he does with every single person. He wanted to build a temple and that temple, he wanted me to build a house up in heaven and in ascending and descending and ascending and descending, he was going to grow me up into the maturity of being a teacher, the maturity to take authority and dominion for what he wanted to do in the earth. All right. That's what he's doing with all of us. I've been here. How many years? Seven years. All right. And I'm not even to where I'm supposed to be because why? Every season has something appointed for me to receive. Go back to the other screen, please. Um, had something for me to receive, but when it was time to receive, it did not tarry. When it was time for God to give me a car, it did not what tarry. it showed up when it was time for me to move or give away something. It all just started to what move. I had to do nothing. It moved around me. So I want to think about that. When we try to over strive for something, all right, beyond where God wants us to, if we start hitting and touching any strife, that's a sign we might've gone what? A little too far. But it's also the sign that who's in it? God. He gives us all these signs to show us how to move with him. Know when to slow down, know when to press in, know what instructions. But I'm going to tell you, how do you know you know you're secure? Is you're pressing in and you're getting that third heaven. You are getting, he is showing you things. Yes, Carl.
1: Actually, I have a quick question. Shoot. How do, when, when you come against um, things that aren't going right, where you're, you're not, you're, you're striving for it and all of a sudden things are going wrong, How do you know that that's not Satan trying to keep you from? Oh, it is.
0: That's right. That's where you're supposed to stand still and let God be God. When you start hitting too much, don't do anything. See, Satan wants, Satan is supposed to oppose us. That's the sign you're going to the right way. But when the opposition comes, you have to stop working for it. Because when it's time for God to give you something, you're not going to have to tarry anymore. It just comes. Stop thinking about it. Let it rest. Sit, stay in that place. Because when it's time for that vision to manifest, look at, think of all the years that Jean had these visions drawn out, but it wasn't the right time for them to go to the public. Do you know what I mean? It took time. It took years before they got to this so that now that they can hit the, the public and they have excellence on them. Okay. See, when God does something, he's going to do it with what? excellence. It's going to be better and more than what you would think you're going to receive or get. And that's what you got to be careful. You have to be careful because you've got to know how not to go and take it for yourself. You have to know how to just receive it. See, when you receive something, I come and I hand, here, I'm giving you something. She received it. She took it from me. Okay. So now if I was giving her something, If Mamie came up and just took it out of my hands, she went and got it for herself. Okay, I want you to think about that. As we're walking out our kingdom walk, we have to know when to, when not to, and we have to be discerners of the Spirit, not discerners of what we think is good, bad, or what we deserve. We have to discern what God is doing because ultimately everything in our life is not for us. It's to advance His purpose in the earth. But yet he wants to take care of each and every one of us personally, which goes with, this is awesome, which goes with what we're going to talk about today. What is the different types of vision? The first one is a personal vision. God gives you each and every one of you something personal. He gives you something personal to hold on to. He, so I want you to think about this. When you read this, when, when I use these visions as example, this is this wasn't personal. This was something for a bigger what? Is for a bigger mission in God, but God is going to show you personal visions, things about your life. But then the next stage is then here are the three different times. I'm just going to put them out there. There's personal, there's familiar, and there is collective. See, these visions were given for a collective assignment, which is what's awesome. You know, when God God showed me this was I, I think I I think you remember teaching I remember teaching. This is when you get in one with God and he starts filling you up. He's filling you up to overflow something out of you for the body of Christ. Okay. But in that you get something from it. Okay. In that you get something from it. God wants everybody before they get released out with the fullness of his power to go do what they're called to do, which takes time. He's going to make sure he's going to take care of personal things in your life. He's never going to send you out before the personal things are not taken care of. Do you know what I mean? For those who are single and want to move in the body, that means he's going to bring you somebody to do it with. He's going to take care of your home, your children, everything. He's going to set everything in the right order so you can actually go out and do the work without any pain. See, we're not supposed to feel the pain as we develop. People come in and and they learn what it feels like to be, have that pain, have the pain, leave them. But we're just supposed to get to a point where we understand what's going on and if you have understanding do you know what I mean you can move and grow into things so much easier in the body of Christ I mean think about it when you look at that chart and you have understanding hey I gotta fall seven times I have to grow up and go through seven rotations of going from glory to glory well that makes you feel better doesn't it you should see people when they see that vision all of a sudden you can see the enemy lift off of them because we all believe that, hey, if I accept Christ in my heart, then I should already be what? hundred percent good. I shouldn't do anything wrong. I shouldn't even want to do anything wrong. But no, when you accept Christ in your heart, the first thing that happens is what? The power of sin is broken. So that means you don't have to do it, but there's something in your flesh that still does what? Wants to do it. Okay. That's called the residue. That vision shows you, hey, every step of the way, I got some residue to drop off. That there's, all, there's going to be layers of residue to drop off. And you know what? That gave us a vision of what it looks like to go glory to glory. That gives me hope. Hey, more of Christ in me, less of my flesh working outside of me. And so that is, that is a blessed place to be. It's a blessed place. All right. So we have a personal vision. The personal one, it's written in this little notes. If you have the notes, it says, this is a vision specifically For an individual of his and her life. Now, isn't that awesome? As I grow in my relationship with the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit, He shows me things about me. He shows me things about me. And usually it's when I ask. I have to ask. Remember, we talked about that last week? It's important to ask. So, personally, God wants to show you things about you. And when you ask, He starts giving you a piece. See, He never gives it all to you, He gives you a A peace. So when he gives you that peace, it gets built on. Remember, we say we walk by witness. The first witness comes in you. The second witness comes from someone on the outside. The third witness comes from an apostolic force that pushes it. But the whole time you're growing and learning what it is that he's personally dealing with you. I like Mamie's lesson last night on unforgiveness. When we personally seek God and we ask God, show me, what you are working on with me personally. And then boom, he can give you a vision of something that happened to you when you were younger. He can give you a vision about something that he has the ability to say to you, this is what you're going through, whether it's unforgiveness, shame, rejection. How many people have had visions like that? Things coming back to your remembrance so he can heal something. All right. Then you have personal visions where if you surrender your career to God and you surrender what you're doing and you say, okay, God, I need to show you, like I said to him before I walk in these doors, I said, now just put me in my destiny. All right. Well, my destiny caused a lot of movement. Do you know what I mean? But the moment I asked for it, he was willing to show it to me, but I still had to say what? Yes. Yes. And I still had to move slowly with it. You know, hey, I loved it. When Gene saw that I was supposed to be his business partner, and I saw it too, that didn't mean I wanted it because I was really comfortable with where I already was. I was number one agent in Richmond Hill, making over $300,000 a year. I had the corner office. There was no reason to move. All right? There was no reason why, because in the world, we learn that we're successful with how much money we make. Okay? So, why? And then, but something in here, kept drawing me, drawing me. And Gene wouldn't tell me all the visions that he got about it years ago, that there would be a female partner. She would have dark hair, blah, 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 five years before he met me. He knew, but he was very strategic in not telling me too much because I could have what? I could have aborted it. Sometimes when people tell you too much, it's not good because we tend to, we can cause abortion to happen. And so we work on that personally So be okay when somebody doesn't tell you a lot of things. Because why? Who should be the first person to be telling you something? The spirit. I like it. That's why we're so blessed to have Brenda and Zinni give out words of knowledge. They don't have to know what's going on, God uses them as a second witness. You know what I'm saying? Like, that isn't that cool? That is really cool. I think that's kind of, it's not a gift that uses a lot through me. I do have the the gift of wisdom, the word, giving out a word of wisdom. But the word of knowledge is knowing something really specific about something and being able to really tell somebody how that's going to be. Well, God wants to, God wants to connect us with our personal visions. But as we are seeking him, see, remember, I got in my car and I said, okay, put me in my destiny. But Gene said, I'll, I love this, he said, we're going to flesh this out for one year. So that means I had to come in here and have an office, but that doesn't mean I was I was partnered or anything. You get what I'm saying? Like, it. Gene allowed God to do it, not him to do it, not me to do it. If it was meant to be, then guess what was going to constantly happen? Everything was going to work in the way God wanted to work. Whatever I needed to get out of me, needed to get out of me. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever had to come in position itself, it will. See, that's why that I love that. Don't over strive for something because if it's God, it's going to come on that appointed time. The worst thing we can do is delay it. We can delay things and we don't want to delay the vision of God. There are some people who never achieve their complete personal vision that God has for them. They don't because if they're not seeking him, he said, you have to draw closer to me so I can draw closer to you. So do you get how this works? Uh, that's why it's so important our evangelists. You guys got to get out there and you got to what? Re- ignite the spirits, get these born again people in the house so that they have the desire to know where they're supposed to be in God. So that they have the desire to know what their calling is. I mean, I remember I love Kim. Kim came in here and the Lord brought her through business, man. She had to buy a house, have a house rehab before she came in here. And I'll tell you, when she started coming in here and she gave her life to Christ, Boom, the light bulbs all went off, right? She's like, I have a purpose. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just getting up every day, raising money and picking colors for paint on the wall. You know, that was what she was going through, picking a house, doing the colors, doing everything. But she realized her life had a greater purpose in Christ. And see, that's why we need our evangelists. They've got to what? Get people born again. They get in here and what, what do we do? Help them mature in whatever they're called to do. So that's a personal vision. It's specific. It's individual. I love it. Everybody in here has told me something. I know God showed me this about me. Great. That's a personal vision. Keep asking. Keep pressing. But don't you go out and do it. Hey, we've already heard it. Where we've heard people say, God told them to go what? Quit their jobs. Okay. I didn't even quit. When Lord told me to come and partner with Jean, I didn't quit REMAX right away. It was a one year. Once I knew it. This is how, this is how personal vision works. When God shows it to you and it's time, it's like what he's the old and the new, they can't touch, but they're there at the same time. So if, so if you hear God, if God, Lord tells somebody, Hey, Hey, you're not going to be at this job much longer. All you have to do is say, okay, I agree to your will. Boom. See how it separates, but you're still going to that job every day. But now as you seek God and seek God and seek God, what's happening in time? He's, he's ordering the steps. He's moving it. He's moving it. He's moving it. He's moving it. And then all of a sudden they lock, but then there's the last kiss and he does it in peace. Okay. We, when we strive, here's the person who strives, right here, there, they hear God. You're going to be leaving your job. Boom. The separation happens. The person goes and leaves the job. Okay. But the timing, the other job's there, but it hadn't caught up to him yet. So now then they sit and suffer because the job's still coming, it's still coming, but now he's without a job. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you see how that works? If you, when God puts air between the two and he's moving the old and bringing you into the new, he does it with love, joy, peace. It will have self-control. It will have all the gentleness. It will have all the fruits of the spirit if you let him do it. When we do it, okay, we're we like, yeah, I'm going to please God. I mean, there's times God tells you, hand somebody this, do something this. There is timing in different rotations with God. But when it comes to the big things of God, you have to know, you have to really be in tune to hear and discern him. Does that make sense? So, and this time could be one day. You get where I'm going? God could tell you to do something, you do it, and this could be beautifully done in one day this could be what? One year. Do you get what I'm saying? I can't label God's time. Do you know what I mean? I can't tell anybody their time's not right. But I'll tell you, if it is him, it's going to move peacefully. And you just have to take one step, wait for his step. Take one step, wait for his step. See, personally, that's where if we can learn his ways personally, then we do better. Then we do better corporately and collectively. All right. So the next one is a different type. So everybody's got personal. Everybody's good with a personal vision. That's awesome. Everybody who connects with Kingdom Life Ministries, this is a global vision. But each and every person here has something personally that they're going to do in here. So I want you to remember that each and every person here has something personally that God's doing with you connected to here that's different from me. Mine's not the same as yours. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can't be like each other. All right. Here we go. What is the different types of vision? Familiar. Familiar says God includes the entire family. I like this. Your children and your descendants. Okay. As you grow up in family and whoever comes to Christ first, this was so beautiful. Like in my family, I'm probably the first person that really has come to a conversion of Christ and all the family I know. But the moment I did, now that has entered in, now who's it going to affect? It's going to affect my family. It's now going to become familiar, just the vision of Christ in you, the, the, the purpose that Christ has something for you to do in the earth. So who, does it ha- who did it have to affect first? Rachel. All right? And now it's going to affect all my descendants. Everything you do today that connects in your personal vision now is going to affect your next generation. That's why God always picks one person to pick something up to break generational curses. Curses are only supposed to last three to four generations. Who knows what generation person you are? When you come up to that slate, it's time to what? Break it off. But you know what? We all think big because I have prayed for my other cousins and relatives and people like that. I'm still praying for them, but I can guarantee this. Everything that's building in me is going to affect my family some one way or another. They still have to make the choice and to seek him personally, but God is going to use that awesome thing that he's building in me, which is him, to use me to do my call on the earth and people are going to see the difference. It's going to draw them. Because remember, I want to ask you guys a question because the Lord gave me this this morning. It was awesome. Why does he want us to have authority? Now, I want you to think about this. Personally, we're supposed to grow up in Christ, right? We're supposed to mature in the body of Christ to what? To rule and to reign and have power and what? Authority. Okay, well, first off, the power is what? the kingdom of God in you once it's activated. The moment you become born again, you have the full power in this little baby pack, And it's got to grow up. And it grows up. And every time it grows up, you get another measure of authority. Why do you want the authority? That's good. That's good. Because authority is important. Nothing can be changed without it going into the right proper order of authority. I love how the Lord showed me this this morning. I got this verse this morning. I thought this is so cool. And I thought it was as Authority is being given for one reason and one reason only. And I, this is really important to know why God wants you to keep growing in his authority. And it says right here, put up this verse. Hold on. I just want to make sure I get it the right way before I get to the punchline. Go ahead. Let's just start with 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7 take one verse at a time. And this is out of the um it's out of the um the King James GV, King James JV, New King James. Okay. This is out of the um the uh Jesus calling one. First verse says, "Do you look at things according to the outward appearance?" If anyone is convinced of himself that he is Christ's, let him again consider this in himself. That just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. I'm building something. We all want to be the character of what? Christ. Now it has to start, it, we have to consider this in ourselves. That just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. He wants us to have the character of Christ. Next verse. So everybody recognizes that. That's one of, that's why we're growing up. So we can, we can be, we are Christ. We are to be the body of Christ. We are to have the mind of Christ. For even if I should boast somewhat more about our authority, which the Lord gave us for what? Edification and not for what destruction. destruction, I shall not be ashamed. This is so deep. We are given the power and authority of Christ every time we gain another power authority of Christ, you have gained another power of edification to break and change the body of Christ. You cannot change somebody by screaming and yelling at them. You cannot change somebody by telling them everything that's wrong with them. You can't do it. It has to be done through love and truth. And the love part is the edification. When we exhort the word, because prophecy is to exhort the word, right? We are to exhort it with the truth, but in Christ's manner of love. Isn't that powerful? It's powerful because... We are given authority, which the Lord gave us for the reason of what? Edification. We are to edify the body. You know, when we come up, who are we, who are we glorify when we praise? The Father. We are exalting His name. We are blessing Him. Blessing means to praise. All right. We are lifting up the Father. He says in due season, what will He do to us? He will exalt us. What, for what purpose? To edify the next person. Right. It is for his glory. When you can actually, me said it great the other day, if you can actually pray for somebody that you can't, that had hurt you, you know you've come to the authority of Christ. Because why? You, it doesn't make a difference who the person is. You can do what? Edify them. Because Christ is, and we are Christ. So as we mature, the purpose of authority is for edification of the body edification of the body, edification of ourself. When we're down and the devil's beating on us, man, all we have to do, the greater one's in me than I am in this world. You just have to be able, you know what I mean? You have to be able to pick scripture up. And what does it do for you? It man, it lifts you up. It kills the devil. It says, I love this. Love does no harm, right? <laughs> when, you know, you can get to a real moody person and you give them all this love and you really mean it. They can't take it. It starts breaking them down. Do you know what I mean? Because love is what? Edification. Joy is edification. Peace is edification. How many people want to be around you because you have great peace? Right? People be around me. Oh, Lil know the answer. And I'll feel peace. Do you know what I mean? Okay, see, he builds gentleness, kindness, self-control, all those things he has in us. He builds in us so we'll edify the body, not destroy the body. He gave that I shall not be what? Ashamed. There is nothing we can do. If we do it in love and we do it in edification, we cannot abuse the authority of Christ. Authority is given for edification. Go to the next verse. I think this is awesome. Lest I seem to terrify you by letters, because Paul was writing about the importance of the authority of Christ to the Corinthians. He was trying to let them know, Hey, stop beating everybody up. We're not trying to bring everybody down. We're trying to bring them up. Stop. He warned everybody. Stop abusing things because the whole purpose I'm giving it to you is for the other. Okay. Go to this verse, go to one Corinthians chapter 10. I love this revelation today. I got to the Lord it was so awesome. I got to sit in a house today and be a supervisor and really do nothing <laughs> except for watch people work. So of course, what did I do? I read my Bible, right? So, I want to read this. Go to uh verse 10. I think it's 10. Verse 10 10. Let me see if it's it. 1 Corinthians verse 10. No, go to the next one back. I have to go back here. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, verse... I'm sorry. It's verse 23. See, verse 23. Okay, here it is. This is it? Okay. Now, what do you think? Remember, God wants to build the Christ in us to build what? The authority. Why do we have the authority? So that our gifts and everything is used to do what? Edify the body. If we're edifying the body... We're helping to build the vision. Okay. Remember, our words can help somebody else's vision. It says, all things are lawful to me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things what? Edify. Edify. Oh, okay. I want you to really think about this. When Moses brought in the law, okay. The law, people feared because what was attached to it, punishment. Okay, because that was the time of that dispensation. Okay, we still the law is for the lawless; it's for the one who doesn't. Remember, Jesus said that when you become born again, well, not born again. He already knits all those laws in your heart. That means you don't want to steal, you don't want to cheat, you don't want to have an affair, you don't want to do you don't want to do these things. Okay, they're knit in you. All right, but I love how he says this: all things are lawful. For us, but not all things are what? Helpful. I met a man who said, Oh, I can't go see this person because I have a restraining order against that person. This person's harmless, right? It's because they keep calling them, right? And I was like, But that's just the law. And you created it, you called it on her when you can redeem her by asking her for forgiveness. Do you never know when somebody just keeps bothering you because they want something? Sometimes and when you don't release them that love, they're going to keep what bothering. We could just we could cut all restraining orders down if we just had what's called a mediation center. And you get to the two people <laughs> if you can get them to release that. We call sometimes the law onto ourselves, but not for edification. It's sometimes it's working. It's not helpful. It actually can cause somebody else to be more hurt. Okay, that can stop a vision. That can stop a personal vision, that can stop a familiar vision, that can stop a corporate vision. I want you to think about when two kids get an argument, what does a mom and do make them do? Work it out. Okay, now we're going to work this out. You get your side out, you get your, now kiss and hug and go play. And what do they do? They go play. But as adults, we've built up so much hurt, we'll go and sue somebody. We'll go and do, we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll actually go like you talked last night. We'll go murder that person just by our words and we'll keep things go. And that is not what? Helpful. You actually can hinder. If you have the gift of Christ in you and it is growing and growing in the authority of Christ, then it's to edify other people. So you really have to remember if you're going to live according to the law, then that's what you will receive. Why do we fear punishment? because we've already been grown up to recognize the law, which is important. It teaches us structure. All right. But it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things, what? Edify. It could be lawful for me to get a restraining order for somebody who keeps bothering me. But is it really me helping them heal? Is it really, or is it, or am I bringing destruction to them? Because God reminds us when we, his strength, is worked out of our weakness, you hit the power. Do you know in our strength, that's exactly, when God gives a vision and you see that vision, the first thing you do is the strong thing in you says, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that, I'm going to do that, yeah, I got that down. And then you get ahead of God and then guess what God does. If you strive too much, then he puts a burden. He puts a burden on our strength. I want you to think about this. But yet, he gives us his strength in our weakness. I want us to think about this. The law almost gives us something to use to beat somebody up. The law gives us something to use to prove somebody wrong. The law gives us something. Do you get what I'm saying? But is it really helpful? Does it really edify? Does it really help you tarry? Does it really get you to that ultimate vision? It's like a kid sitting in a desk, cheating on a test. Mamie smart, I'm copying the answers off. Mamie. You know what I'm saying? No. That, that, that would be what? That would be going, that would be, that would be cheating. But we learned, of course, in school not to cheat. But I think what's interesting is if the person sat down and just asked God, lean on, I can't, I did not study for this test. How many times did we not know the answer? And then all of a sudden the answer just popped into your head. You know what I mean? I had to take my broker's exam. My dad just passed away. I had just found out I had to go take my final exam. I could not study because I was thinking about my dad and he was, you know, so I remember going in, I didn't do my normal prep. And so what I, I mean, you know, and I aced it. I mean, not this test. I aced getting my real estate license, but my brokers, I went like this. Oh Lord, (laughs) I'm sitting in the room with a proctor. I put my hands on the test. I was like. I don't know, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I can do this. Okay, I said to myself, I am not moving till I feel your anointing. <laughs> I sat there, you have four hours to take it? I sat there probably the first 30 minutes until I felt the anointing rise. You know what I mean? And I was just like this, please help me, please help me, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, that, I am really a baby to God. I am not kidding you. When I call to God, I am like, I need you. I can't do this. I can't do this. Right? I do that in the car sometimes before I come into work. I can't run this day. I cannot do it. <laughs> I need your spirit. Right? All right. Because you sometimes we have to know we shouldn't be, remember, in the tree of knowledge, you're looking for what's good and bad, which is lawful. You know what I mean? He wants us to look for what he wants done in the moment. And that's where the power is. And that's what I love. If you truly have the vision and heart of God, your discernment opens up to this. Your discernment opens up to, hey, I've been in meetings where I, my strength could take it over. And some of you have watched me where it's taken me over and I've had to be, okay, calm down. Because I know if I'm letting my strength take too much over, guess who else has taken over? The enemy. The enemy can still use me. (laughs) I mean, The enemy, we have to remember that. We're not to our complete fullness. We always have a layer of residue that you never know when it steps in and starts using you. But I'm going to tell you, if you're in worship and you're in communion with God, you feel it when it's happening. And you can see yourself go up and then see yourself come right down. How many people have felt that? It calms you down. And before you know it, you start speaking what you really weren't thinking about speaking. <laughs> and then it comes out because you've allowed the spirit to lead you in your day. All right. And that's how he opens up vision to us. So isn't that a good verse? I really like that. I want us to be reminded that when we're walking out things, our goal in Christ is to edify the body, edify the body, not beat them up. Edify. Now we have to have things in order and God loves order. But he also likes edification. So remember, if you want to experience a familiar level of your vision, then you know that's going to include your entire family. One of the first things that happens in here when people come in is their families start getting what worked on. I know each and everybody in here has a heart for their family to be towards God. All right, but he doesn't. He says, Kim, don't let go of that vision. Brenda, don't let go of that vision. Don't let go. Everybody in here has a person that's not in their conversion. Don't let go of the vision, but don't over strive for it either because he's already got it set for a time. He, he tells us tarry with me. Don't tarry with them. Okay. Isn't that important? It is important. It's easier. The less I started tarrying with Rachel, it's great. I, I know things are happening. I know it's good, but I don't have to worry about it because he already has it because she is my what? descend it and he promises that so praise god so remember when we have visions we get them personally and then they affect our family and then now we have to think collectively collectively says the vision covers a collective group of people that's us we're a collective group of people for example a church a nation A personal vision is always part of a collective vision. See, so this is awesome. The more we grow personally and the more our families grow in strength to the vision of Christ, to the authority of Christ, man, I I love this. When you grow in Christ, you become so positive and so loving. Do you know what I mean? That all you want to do is talk the word. All you want to do is, hey, let's get the word, not argue the word. Just really meditate on it, enjoy each other, hear their testimonies, aid them in a word they might not know. That's how the body edifies each other. And so, but then you go fly home for a vacation and you're with your siblings and you're like, oh my gosh, negative, negative, negative sickness, illness, everything. And you just want to shake them. You know what I mean? And that's the worst thing we can do. Because we actually can destroy them by striving too much for them. Mamie and I were talking about this with um, uh, with little Niana. Do you know what I mean? Niana, you know, she's a normal young girl that says, hey, I want to live with my mom. I want to live with my dad. You know what I mean? It's That's very normal. Every kid goes it. I just told her, I said, don't worry about it. You, Who has the authority? She has the authority. She is the main caregiver. Nothing can happen unless she were to do what? Release it. So I said, just sit quietly. It's already done. In the spirit, there are some things that are already done. Do we know how that connects? See, we cannot be used for the collective part of a vision until we recognize the order of authority God has in place within ourselves. You know what I mean? I know there's nothing that could be done with Rachel. Nobody could ever come and take her from me because the authority was in the law and it was in the spirit. Lawfully on the divorce paper, I'm her what? Caregiver. The second thing is, I am her mother in the spirit. Nobody could take her from me ever. Somebody could try, but they would never what? Win because it would be breaking God's order. And nothing can break God's order. Nothing. We end up collectively gathering fear, anxieties, all these things. Is because we don't really trust the power of his order. Sometimes we'll trust a lawful system more than we will trust his system. Now, God created the world. He created the order. He created the government. But he also created the spiritual authority that's attached to everything. And so if I know that God is my daddy and I know I'm yielded to him and his word said he is going to change my children and bring them back to me, then who do I have to trust me working on my children or him? I have to trust him and I will have to tarry. And he is never going to bring that blessing until he knows we've got it. He's going to know we got it. I love it when people, I, I do. And you know, and this is probably a very dangerous thing to say, but it's a good thing to say. I love when I say these things because they're so good and challenging. When somebody tells me they get injured or sick, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm excited because it's for the glory of God. When I believe that verse, if it's not their sickness and the death, but it is for the glory of God, then guess what? That sickness has to leave them. Now, okay. Now it's figuring out what's holding back that. Because it's God gives us his word so that we can have a vision. Now here's some depth. None of these charts drawn without backed up of the word of God his word is a vision okay get this his word is a vision so when you hear that word when you hear that word if it is not your sickness unto death then it is for the glory of the Lord so now ask is this my sickness unto death you're going to hear yes or no. So then you have to believe it's for the glory of the Lord. And every morning you should wake up. Lord, I thank God that I have pain here in my hand. Because why? It's going to be for your glory. Lord, I thank God that I got diagnosed cancer. Because it's going to be what? For your glory. Do you get what I'm saying? That means there's something he needs us to believe him, depend on him. And then he gives us, we receive it at an appointed time for his what? Glory. Everything is for the glory of the Lord. So, I mean, the, the beautiful thing is we are born and we have a day of death. Understandable. But guess what? We have hope in Christ because we're going to an eternal glory. All right? So if we live here to learn how to trust in him. Imagine what you're going to experience up there. Go ahead, Kathy. Question. Go. Okay. I like it.
1: I like both. This one off. And i I'm only sharing this in this room, okay?
0: Uh, well, we are on um I mean, that, live stream, stream. okay? <laughs> well, I, nobody I knows me watching. All live right, stream, now. right? Yeah. Let's forget all that. Here I go. Okay. Um, You're free. I'm free. Yes. I
1: am. I've been praying, asking the God, asking God for answers mm-hmm. for some questions lately. When Doctor Siddiqui was here, he prayed for healing for me. Yes. In my hip, and I believe that I knew before I came in here, that he was going to have a healing service. That's awesome, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was I was ready. Yep. And I said, God, when I walk out of there, I'm going to be healed. Yep. Well, the pain is still here. Right. But that's okay, because I know I learned in my last experience. Yes. That, And I've heard all of you say that God does this in his time. Right. You just have so to I'm receive healed. it. I have received it, and every day I thank God for the blessing. Yep. And for the answer. But sometimes I still wonder, why is it not happening yet and what you said just now yeah um really answered that for me I have not thanked God for what he's doing through it I know yes it, right I know that one day it will be a testimony just like my other right healing was but it just occurred to me when you said what you did mm-hmm. that in my thanking him for the healing I've not thanked him for giving it to me in the first place so that he can use it. Right. For his, so that
0: his answer. People stay. Right. People stay today. with certain things and they stay with certain sicknesses because they don't even know that he can do it. People can recite a verse. Oh, I'm healed by his stripes. But if they haven't gotten the click of what God's trying to change in them, they're still going to hold on to it. And then the, Satan uses that to get you what? A sword stuck in your stone, the stone of your heart to make it where that can't come out, and then they get mad at God, because that's Satan's plan. Like, his plan is not that you don't get born again, it's if you figure out the power of the authority. Man, I'm going to tell you, it is like a fire that goes off when we have people that are healed, and now they have the authority in them to be able to teach it to somebody else. Do you know you teach one, then you teach what? Two, then you have four, then you have eight. Boom, now the multiplication starts. Jesus didn't feed the 5,000. The disciples did. Jesus just broke the bread and the two fish. The bread represents things have to be broken in us. The fish are the two prides that need to be broken in us, the giant fish and the little fishes. And when they break, then he gave them to the disciples. Then the disciples took it out to the 5,000. I'm telling you, there's power in that. It is deep. I'm telling you, I have a whole teaching done. I already taught it to Gene. And now I can break down the five bread and the two fish. But when we realize that's the vision of God already in what? Writing. Now he wants... I love this. Gene spent so much time with God. He gave him these charts. to This one specifically to edify Krista. Krista asked, Daddy... Do a chart that shows what worship's like. That's what motivated him to go deep with God. He got the vision. The vision was first for him, what? Personally. Then who did he teach it to? Family. Then what happened? He brought it corporately. Now it's going to feed what? More than 5,000. The more disciples that get this... The vision feeds the 5,000. Did you guys get this? Isn't this awesome? This should make us so excited for getting to our personal place and start believing for our family. So now then what? We become such a disciple. Man, now we can do what? We can actually connect to a collective group vision and we can actually help change the nations. And then we don't have to go out and get the nations. What does it say? The nations will be drawn. They come already. We don't have to strive at them. They do what? They come. Ah, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus came down to show us a vision of how it all works, man. And then one day they put it, what, in a tablet? (laughs) They put it in writing for us to meditate on. And I'm going to tell you, a mystery behind the word will speak to you. And it will not what? lie. Man, I was thinking about that today. Well, you know, what's the, what we, the authority of Christ, man, God is never going to put his authority to you. Realize it's not for you. (laughs) It's to edify the body, man. When we can really say, Lord, thank you for helping me edify someone today. Something's going to increase in you, and he's going to send two people tomorrow. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? When people start seeking, what do you have for me to, who do you have for me to edify today? And if he knows you're going to do it, boom, he sends them in. He sends it in. He sends it coming. But that's what, that's the value. The power is not so we can beat somebody up, so we can yell louder. We can, you know, i I'm, I did hit Daniel yesterday. <laughs> I went, Daniel, just in fun, but that's because I'm like, that's me, I'm a wrestler, but it's not for me to hurt anybody, right? It, it, it's supposed to edify people and lift them up, but that's what the word does. The word's already a written vision that just hasn't been, it's a written vision already placed. So anyway, it's seven o'clock, so we're going to end, but I hope that you enjoy today, okay? Because the purpose A vision, of personal, familiar, and collective. It is good to know what is God building us for vision. You know, he didn't ask us. He asked us to be a part of a big thing. But first he's going to take care of what? Us. We're in here as a dressing room to be taken care of, to be built, to grow, and then to pass it out. And then you can tell in your heart where you're at. That's why we got to work on unforgiveness, shame, and rejection because you can feel when that is working through you thinking that you're trying to help somebody, but really you can feel the other person's hurt. You can still feel it developing, but that's part of the healing. That's why we're here. We're here to be healed. So any other questions? Anybody have any questions? Well, that's good. Hey, we talked about that before. The Lord says when you're going through the process of healing, believing that your body gets healed, that the enemy will attack your body, what? More, okay? Because he wants to keep you down, But he doesn't realize the belief comes from your head to your mouth and what you're speaking. And there's like a little thermometer test. It hits a certain degree. Boom, you're healed. (laughs) And he says in the attack, when the degree gets higher, that means it's more of a fever. It's really getting to you. That means you are not. There's a verse that says you will not what? Die. It tells you you will not die in this. You will be healed. But he already lets us know that the enemy turns up the heat you know, during that time. So don't, when he turns up the heat, you just become what? Rest, weaker, don't move. Just praise God. Thank him. Keep worshiping him. But don't go, you know, like a bunny and hop too far away. You know what I mean? Because you want to make sure that sometimes we can take things. I love it when somebody comes to me. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was going to be delivered, but I started taking these pills. Okay. <laughs> what, that God told me to take these pills. You know what I mean? But it's not, I'm not saying the Lord doesn't ever give something because there's always purposes and reasons for timing. But if you really are on a path of a victory, he's not going to use anybody else, but him as your healer. And that's where he loves it. When you give up something. I remember when Kim told me the first time she gave up anxiety medicine, this is so cute. I kind of tell this. Little testimony, and then you tell yours. This is Kim and I. Years ago, Kim bought her house, and she's growing in this. And she was like, Lee, I don't feel like taking these anxiety pills because she would take them before she would go up and speak to people. And I was like, All right, you don't have to take them. You don't have to take them. Well, she said, Just Kim, go out this month and don't take one. Just go up and not do it. Do it. You will honor God. Well, she goes up to give her presentation, and she freezes, right? She feels all of Satan jumping on her, and she's thinking, I should have taken the but then she started getting dizzy. Like, you know how the enemy attacks? It gets so good. The swarming locusts, right? So she sits down. The guy comes up, Kim, let me take your mic. Sit down. So he takes over for her. And, but then here's the beautiful thing. The guy said to her, okay, do you have anything else to say, Kim? He gave her the last word. She got up, Gave the last word, boom, conference done, right? She comes home. Lee, this is, a, maybe I need to take the pill. I was like, no, you defeated the devil because the guy still gave you the what? The mic to tell the last word. So God lifted you up because you honored his way. And then she goes, well, what shall I do with the rest of the pills? I said, throw them down the toilet. <laughs> and said, what did you say? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. We were, remember in your dining room, I just started laughing because she was like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? But isn't that awesome? When you really give it to the dependency of God, you can feel like you've just lost, but you just gained a major, and you haven't taken that again. Have you? No. Look at Kimberly. That's how many years, four years. No blood pressure, no anxiety, no, you know, but, and she knows when she's, Hey, anytime she starts feeling that she already knows what's the sign. When you start feeling a disconnect sometimes, cause you know, you might be pulling away. If you've already been delivered and then you start feeling tempted again, that's because what you're pulling something away. Do you know what I mean? Meaning you might not have opened your Bible for two days. You might not have worshiped for a couple of days. You start feeling it because when you start pulling yourself out of the atmosphere, hey, Satan sees what you do. Oh, I got her. She hasn't worshiped for two days. You know? All right, go ahead, Kathy.
1: Well, I'll make this real quick. The other thing I wanted to say about that was the issue with my hip is bursitis. Uh-huh. The inflammation gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse. We can go yeah. get an injection for that and it kind of fixes it, okay? So several times in this these couple of months now, I've had this thought saying, well, you know, I, I can go get an injection and then it won't hurt anymore. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. If God said I'm healed, I'm healed, right? hmm This morning, I had the same thought. And then God said to me, not only do not go and get this injection, if you do, it'll help it for a few minutes few days maybe
0: even a month or two That's good. But it will come back. But it will come back, right? But
1: when
0: I heal you. Mm-hmm. It will be gone and well, it will not. Yep. Come back. Hey, come on. Look at what you went through that first healing. This woman dropped all her serious medication. I was a little concerned when she came to see me because I sat down, right? She I was like, "Okay, tell me. So who told you to do this?" She said the Holy Spirit. I said, "Okay. <laughs> because we can only be led by the Holy Spirit, you just can't go throwing away. Med- holy. You have to put it to him, <laughs> and then you got to ask his permission. She was so cute. Out. She was just so innocent that it made me a little bit nervous. So I gave her all these scriptures, and it was like I said, meditate these, and it's going to get worse before it gets better, Kathy. It but, boy, it, it did. She had to go into the hospital, but she stuck to it. And you haven't been back on those medications. No. they I have go- not had one pain,
1: not one side effect, not one moment of withdrawal. And I was on that medication for
0: ten years. And that was medication because she had her stomach stapled. Yeah, right. So you have to take medications for that. Well, but it was the pain. And the right and the pain and so. But she decided one day, I'm not letting that control me anymore. But look how it was the body. But God did it. Yeah, He you did ask it.
1: asked me that question. Is this? Are you going to die? Almost I did I said,
0: no, she this. did I, I, I yeah she probably thought I was crazy I said are you going to die no. did you ask the Holy Spirit if is your spirit and death well then I knew it was okay I had Carrie texting me oh, do you know Kathy's in the hospital I hadn't heard you can't tell people not to take their medicines you know and I was like okay I'm not answering any of these <laughs> sentences I had to because, that. She because did not no, no me. Melissa texted me Mel- Stephanie, Stephanie I, I always I call her Melissa I,
1: I cleared that up with her by the
0: no, way no but it was cute because <laughs> when people watch you going through something and they don't understand God's ways they're going to find someone to blame it's always going to be the ministry you're under but I just I remember letting it go because I knew she was going to be okay and it had to be her journey I wasn't even to run to the hospital I asked the Holy Spirit nope I've got her on that she needs to do this I'm serious, and she's so cute. I was like, "Okay, you really hear in the Holy Spirit because she's so sweet." (laughs) Like she's the type that wants to get the A on the report card. And if you want the A on the report card, you got to be careful that you're not over striving. You have to make sure that the assignment was on for that. We have every year of our life, God wants to change and deliver and heal something in us. And I
1: text you how many times? Am I doing this right? Is there something I'm missing? Am I doing the right thing? Or what am I not doing that I'm supposed to be?
0: Well, and I would remind her of the word. What was the word? What what are you staying on? And she did. She really, it wasn't, it was really amazing. I just, I cried when you gave the testimony because it was, she didn't even stay in the hospital that long. It was boom, 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 home. And it was great. So sometimes... God walks us through those awesome things, and your hip is healed because you are believing and you've already been healed.
1: And, it's, and I want to say this in the atmosphere, too. Miss mm-hmm. Ms. Brenda spoke to this Saturday night about the Hill. I think it was you there. You were in about my hip, and I knew it was me. Yeah. Also, my teeth. I'm saying that in front of everybody. Yep. I have major issues with my teeth. Mm-hmm. But I have also flanked that victory. Someone spoke to that as well. Yeah. Speaking, pray for healing for my teeth. Yep. And yep. And i I've, I've Contemplate it going, just having the bad ones pulled out. because I can't afford to do anything else with my God said no. Yeah. You trusted me once. Mm-hmm. You can trust me. Dead. Right.
0: It's a relationship. We're in relationship with Christ. I can help anybody else. Trust it's real. No, it's awesome, Kathy. That is awesome. All right. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for honoring your word tonight and revealing the mysteries of the truth behind it. Lord, help us to see things in the eyes of the Spirit so that we know how to move and walk and discern through your Spirit. Lord, I thank you for Jesus, who is the lover of our soul and is the redeemer, the sanctifier of all things in our life. Lord, all things, help us to be strong in the edification of your word, in the edification of your love, the edification of your joy and your peace. Lord, we thank you for the righteousness that you have placed us in due to your Son. So we thank you, Lord, Father, God, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.